Hello everybody and welcome to your NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 31st of October 2022. Yes, that's right. Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. By the time some people get to listen to this, I'm sure it won't be Halloween anymore. And I hope you had a very good time dressing up or seeing all the kids dress up and do what they call over here trick-or-treating. Or just, what is it we used to say back home? The sky is blue, the grass is green. What have you got for my Halloween? Something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, it's Gary here again. And, oh well, another eventful week for our wonderful club is in the history books. And I have to say, it was very, very nice of the current squad to go all out for Halloween on Saturday and dress up like a real Rangers team for uh, possibly, or, or probably, actually the first time this season with a... A commanding victory over, over Aberdeen. It was absolutely brilliant. More about that in the game section in a wee bit here. But I have to say, I mean, how much life is just better for every one of us when our team plays like that. Am I right? You know, we were brilliant from the very beginning. And, and when us as a support see the team do what they did in the manner that they did it from the very outset of the game, no less than just wow. Like, wow, what an absolute difference it makes to the team, to the fans, to the opposition and to the general atmosphere that we live in. Such a big, big difference. We're really happy that we've kind of kind of proven that even despite the, the injuries that we're experiencing right now, that we know that's been the biggest frustration, hasn't it? Like, we, we know the team has a performance like that in them. And, and, and you know, they consistently can do that uh, as well. So um, a whole bunch of importance uh, attached to that particular game and performance and result that I think is going to bode as well for, for the for the remainder of the domestic season. Anyway, let's go through the games as quickly as possible for this past week, especially the first one. We did have two games, one in the Champions League, one in the Scottish Premiership. And firstly, despite Napoli resting some key starters, they still had too much for us in, in the game. And unfortunately, it looked like it was all over, didn't it? When, you know, Within about 16 minutes as they raced to a 2-0 lead with more... Um, Kind of dodgy defending, I have to say, and, and we did create more chances in this game than we, we have done maybe in, in the previous Champions League games that we have, maybe apart from, well, actually apart from the kind of first half against Napoli at Ibrox and, and Liverpool at Ibrox as well. And unfortunately, if Alfie was the Alfie of a couple of seasons ago, we could have at least got one on the board and made the scoreline look a wee bit more respectable, but... Honestly, I think that might have just wound them up a wee bit more and they might have just done a Liverpool to us and brought on all the first team folks and then and then just smashed us. So maybe maybe three nil is fair dues. Let's just let's just say that. Um not gonna say too too much more about the game. We we knew what we were expecting and we kinda got what we were expecting, so that's just one of these things for this campaign. Uh, the positives it wasn't it wasn't a Liverpool, it wasn't seven, and we did create some chances, as I said, and we now only have one game to go in this kind of tough Champions League group that we that we've had to, to get ourselves uh, reindoctrinated back into the, the Champions League fold. It's not worked out anywhere near the way that we were hoping it would, of course. Negatives, of course, the result. Uh, John Lundstrom getting another booking to put him out of the final match against Ajax tomorrow is also a bit of a downer and not getting the goal was a wee bit of a pest um, as well. I think it would have been it would have been nice to you know to have put one on the board over there as well. And on the referee watch, I don't recall the referee doing anything untoward that was annoying that I can recall. Anyway, I watched most of the game through um, through my, my fingers covering my eyes, to be dead honest. So the ref gets a 7 out of 10 and we'll just move on and forget that match ever took place. 
Our second game was Saturday's 4-1, a brilliant home win against Aberdeen. And as I mentioned earlier, I reckon that was that has to be one of, if not our best performance of the entire season. You know, we had 70% of the possession, we had 24 shots, uh, 13 on target. And the goal we lost aside, we were just dominant and relentless for the entire match, you know, all at the same time. It was just... It was just fantastic. And we all knew a little leading up to this one, it was a huge game for Giovanni and his and his management team. And man, did they deliver. I had heard that there were some team meetings earlier last week, and you know, just with the players, my understanding is. Or maybe there was more than that, but certainly the ones that I heard about was with, with the players and, and maybe that's just what they needed because everyone uh, to a man was had that up their intensity and performance levels for this one and and what do you know? No booing them off the pitch for this one, which must have been music to their ears, I'm sure. We were just absolutely brilliant in, in the entire game and just a great a great performance, a great attitude, a great display and, and a great result as well. You know, positives from that game, the entire performance really was a positive. Fashion Sakala was brilliant, grew into the game more and more and more as time was going on. And you know what? I mean, he might be a really good... A really good option for us on the right hand side. We we kind of struggle on the right hand side, and and um, not too too much comes down, especially with Tav being so out of form this last wee while. So to have some potency and attack on the right hand side was very very refreshing. I thought uh, Malik Tillman was back to doing what we know he can do. He was great putting himself about and and really just breaking up a whole bunch of stuff and creating uh, some chances as well. James Sands, I think it was, it was also worthy um, of special mention as well. I mean, quite literally, everyone really put in a shift and you could see everyone's intensity. You know, Tav was was back, very unfortunate with the penalty, you know, tried to get it too precision and just hit the post, uh, but got, got on the goal sheet anyway, and the score sheet anyway, which was great. Everyone seemed to play to their strengths. Everyone seemed to to know exactly what their job was and, and just really apply it from, from the beginning. And we were just absolutely worthy winners. Negatives, our defending for their goal was was just a horrendous error, or a, a, actually a, a comedy of horrendous errors um, on on a, on a few fronts. But for um, our captain to just stop and not play to the whistle, it was just bizarre, wasn't it? Like it was nothing short of of bizarre. Just one of those where you kind of scratch your head a wee bit and, and don't overdo it with the criticism and just move on and make sure that doesn't happen again. I haven't seen anything like that. We've seen some bad defending this season in particular, but I haven't seen that schoolboy stuff where we just stop because the guy goes down, shouts, and then Tav just reacts to the shout without even thinking and then the boy smashes it in. That was, uh, that was, that, <laughs> thankfully it wasn't material, but it wasn't something that we would want to see again anytime soon. And let, losing Ben Davies and, and Ridvan Yilmaz to injury uh, was was another issue for us, of course. I mean, Yilmaz, you're a very dynamic player, very, very direct player as well. And, and just a big difference from, from Borna, who, you know, looks up and seems to see problems all the time, whereas Yilmaz looks up and sees opportunity all the time and, and to, to lose him so early to, to the injury. I never even caught it at the time. Someone actually, um, a Big Jamie had come into the pub on the weekend there and said that he was watching it on his phone. He was a wee bit late coming in. And he says, what happened to Yilmaz? And I was like, what do you mean? I guess I must have tuned out for a wee bit. But um, yeah, he's uh, he was gone. So that wasn't uh, that wasn't great. And it just adds to the injury woes, the existing injury woes that we already have. So that's not so good. And the only other negative I'd say was the fact that we only scored four goals. In the game, the chances we created and and didn't score really could have made for should have made 
for a much more emphatic afternoon for us and, and it wouldn't have been a stretch to be sitting here talking about a 6 or 7 1 victory I don't think you know with the way that we played in the game and the chances we created and some of the misses and and, and some of the saves by by their goalie um, but being absolutely fair it wasn't for the lack of trying or or dropping of intensity levels or anything like that during the game the boys plugged away for the the full match so so credit where it's due we'll probably play way worse than that and score more goals sometimes in games as well so We'll take that against a game that was supposed to give us a wee bit of hassle and a wee bit of troubles as well. The referee watch, it's it's kind of apparent, isn't it, that uh, VAR is going to take a wee bit of getting used to for for a whole variety of reasons. For me, uh, you know, mostly it just takes way too long to make a decision, you know, and, and Nick Walsh completely misses their handball for the penalty. so blatantly obvious and, uh, you know, he's, he's looking right at it. And and of course Tav, as I mentioned earlier, they missed the penalty. But the credit to VAR for picking that one up and saying, you know, go and have a look at it, and then credit to him for going and looking at it and then changing his mind. Um, of course, and I thought that we, we got away with Alfie's goal, as I thought that Sakala was offside. Um, in, in the lead up to that, but he they, they gave it, so that's um, that's okay, I guess, and then it didn't influence the outcome of the match anyway. But. Um, yeah, just a bit. It takes a wee bit too too long, and it, it really kind of can interrupt the flow as well. But all in all, for a combined ref and VAR show, what do we give? I don't know. Six. Give them a six for Saturday's performance out of ten. Two games this week, uh, starting with tomorrow's UEFA Champions League sixth game, sixth and final game in the Champions League for this season for us, and it's at home to Ajax, where. It would be great to finish off with a win. I think it's over, it's like a couple of million pounds that we get, like two, two and a half million pounds that we get for the win. So very, very material for us. And, um, you know, pipe dream, here we go. Of course, we could win by five goals and qualify for the Europa League. But uh, being a wee bit sensible and reasonable, I'd simply take the three points and the financial rewards that go with that and then chalk down the Champions League season 22-23 down to experience for this season and tomorrow's game is a is a four o'clock 4 p.m eastern standard time kickoff then that's 8 p.m in the uk and that's because the uk's clocks went back last night in the uk so we've got a week where we are an hour closer here on in the north america um, on the north american shores i should say um to to the uk and that doesn't affect our second game which is away to st johnson on sunday morning the 6th of november and that's a 7 a.m back to the regular five hours of a difference between the Eastern Standard Time and the UK time and that's a noon UK time kickoff. and as I mentioned that the North American clocks will be back by then and we'll all be back to normal uh, like we say with all games this one is a, is a must win and it, and it won't be easy for us and Johnson have won the last two league games and are only three points behind fourth spot in the league so another one to navigate I don't, I don't want to give the, the opposition too, too much respect most of the time, to be dead honest. I, I want to just say, if we show up and do a, a version of what we've done on Saturday there, we, we win every single domestic game. That's a simple fact. For RTV, no issues that I know about from, from the weekend there, so another successful day for us on that front, which is great because I don't know that Alan McWatt would have been all over the mistake or the, the challenges anyway because he's on holiday right now, sent us some photographs from, I think it was Covent Gardens on, on the weekend. Uh, there as well, so I think he's away having having a bit of a time of it. I don't know if it's for work or for pleasure, but uh, safe travels anyway. Alan, uh, for shout-outs this week, I I did want to acknowledge the, the first anniversary of the passing of of uh, club legend and my best pal, Walter Smith, uh, which was last week on the 26th. I never even mentioned it 
on last week's update because I, I, I didn't know actually. You know, I didn't or I didn't realise it was, it was uh, so soon. I just can't believe it's a it's a year already on and on on the day of of the anniversary the club announced on the first anniversary of his passing rangers football club are today pleased to announce a statue of legendary manager walter smith has been commissioned to commemorate his incredible achievements at the club in the modern era nobody contributed more to rangers than walter he served as assistant manager manager and chairman with his spells as manager yielding an incredible 10 top flight titles five scottish cups and six league cups as well so very well done, very well deserved as well. And I believe that that is going to be, did it, did it mention it there? It's going to be over at the Copeland Road end of the of the stadium. So you can either go and see John Gregg at one side or you can go and see Sir Walter at the other side when it's going to be done. I'm looking forward to seeing that one. That'll be an absolute beauty and a fitting tribute from the club there. From a convention update, I can officially confirm that it's 227 days and 32 weeks until Toronto Midtown hosts the biggest bash of the overseas Rangers calendar next year. That's fair drawing in, I'll tell you that. And uh, quite quite honestly, there's not too, too much of, of an update uh, from last week. We've had the, the bookings opened uh, to our members now for just over a week. And, and that's great um, that everyone has got what they want. We had a couple of... Uh, challenges and issues with the hotel rooms uh, primarily being you don't get to select your room you'll find out what room you get when you get there which isn't good if people are sharing uh, with you know friends or family or stuff like that that they're not going to be sleeping in the same I don't want to be sleeping in the the same beds and the second one I'm taking a bit of a blank here now the second one was oh availability my apologies availability on on the dates and they were selecting some dates and, and getting a note back saying you're selecting dates out with the, the convention. And then they sent, sent a pickup report, which I think I mentioned last week, is just how many rooms have been picked up. And and we have availability. So I'm like, what's going on here? So we had a we had a meeting with the hotel on Friday. They've been exchanging voicemails, actually not exchanging voicemails. I was leaving voicemails all week for, for the lassie over there and finally got a chance to chat with her on Friday. They have adjusted their system at the end to only include dates for the convention. So there shouldn't be any hassle with the availability of the rooms. And we've got a bunch of rooms, a bunch of double rooms added to the block availability as well. So you should be able to order two two double beds when you get there, uh, when you get to the booking part of the site as well. So the contract is, st is, is, is structured in such a way that, that we've got what, what's called run of the house rooms, which isn't guaranteed to be double rooms. It's typically just um, three to a room maximum, which would be a king or a queen bed and then uh, maybe a cot or something like that. So that's it's never really been an issue before and it probably is not going to be an issue come convention time as well. But we just need to be clear. So we've got more of those added to the block for now. So once we get it out there, and that will hopefully I won't do it tonight since it's Halloween. And and, and then we'll just move and um, we'll move on the, the public sale for that, hopefully tomorrow or Wednesday. And get that out there. Maybe maybe stay away from tomorrow since it's Champions League Day and uh, and figure that out. And just a wee interesting tidbit that maybe I should have done it on the shout out. Today is my eighteenth anniversary of immigrating to Canada. Yep, two thousand and four. The thirty first of October came over here dressed as a dressed as a wee half drunk Scottish guy, <laughs> I guess. 
So yeah, uh, so that's uh, I'm going out tonight to have a wee bite of dinner with my love and uh, maybe see a movie and stay away from all the people uh, begging for chocolate and sweeties over here as well. So that's where we're at with the hotel rooms and um, of course just another reminder that the Holiday and Flight Centre have their full packages for sale. Uh, for folks that have expressed their interest in that as well. We'll put the link in the blurb uh, for tonight and and then see where we go from there. And I know I keep saying this, I think I've probably mentioned it the last two weeks, but we'll get onto the, the ticket sales. Uh, spend a bit of time on that this week, um, for sure. I've got I've got some time. Leo's still on holiday this week. I'll have a wee bit of time um, uh, either tomorrow or Wednesday just to, to kind of finalise all the stuff we need to finalise. And maybe we put out the same email saying hotel rooms and tickets are for sale. Or something like that, I'm not 100% sure. If you're going to do the full travel package, which includes your flights, your transfers in Toronto, your hotel and the, and the event tickets, you don't need to buy extra event tickets. And I know that sounds pretty obvious, but you know you don't have to buy them and then go to Rosie and say, I don't need them. You know, there's, there's tickets set aside and, uh, and that will just be part of your package as well. So that, that's really the update for this week. It's amazing how quickly the weeks go past and... It feels like maybe not so much progress was made, but as I say, we didn't manage to connect with a hotel till very, very late in the week last week. And uh, and that's kind of where we're at on that. On the communication section for this past week, uh, Rangers uh, announced today, actually, that the Rangers Museum is delighted to be able to feature Willie Johnson's 1972 European Cup Winners' Cup jersey in the club's state-of-the-art new Edmiston House facility. The match-worn shirt was recently loaned into the archive collection and will help showcase the club's illustri illustrious history, which is sure to capture the imagination of the Rangers family. Johnson scored twice in the club's European Cup Winners' Cup triumph in Barcelona in 1972, a famous evening that holds a special place in the club's history. You can support the museum by playing Rangers Youth Development Company's weekly Museum Lotto Draw, which offers supporters the chance to win a weekly top prize of £2,500 while raising funds exclusively for the museum. So that's great news to see. Uh, to see, uh, to be able to see when it gets opened, the uh, uh, Willie Johnson's match worn cup winners cup jersey. We've seen it so many times in black and white. It'll be great to see it up close in in beautiful royal blue, as well there. And and if you're a, a my Gels fan, you might have have received an email this last week, um, talking. Um, about an opportunity to, as an overseas fan, to to get a wee bit of presents for yourself and or your friends and family, um, at Ibrox, and I'll just read this wee part out. Uh, you've followed near and far. Here's your chance to be part of the crowd, regardless of where in the world you are. We would love for our global Jazz members to be part of the match day experience, whether you're in Europe. Australia or USA, I guess they must have forgot about Canada there, um, you could see your face at Ibrooks during one special match. To apply, please upload a headshot along with your name and we will do our best to showcase as many of your photos as we can during the Rangers vs Hearts match on Wednesday the 9th of November, so that's just next week. Uh, this match will also be live on Rangers TV, so be sure to keep an eye out for your photo. We appreciate that many of our overseas fans don't get to come to Ibrox as often as they would like. Therefore, we would love to give you the opportunity to be seen on the big screen. So that's pretty cool, I have to say. I'm um, getting that in there. I believe actually when I when I got when I clicked into the email last week, I think they said that you had to have that in by it might be the second, it might be Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, just to give them a week to 
do whatever it is they have to do in terms of putting it all together and putting a montage together or, or whatever. So if you're going to do that, don't wait, please. Um, just and it's very, very simple. You click on the link in the email and then you get to the, the site. Then it, it asks you just to upload your, your headshot. And then I'm, I'm assuming I haven't went as far as that, but I'm assuming after that or not long after that, it will ask you to then put your name in and then see how it's going to look. So, I mean, that would be on the big screen and maybe on the advertising boardings as well. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's something something to look out for. Anywho, that will do it for this week, my friends. I'm, I'm going in at quite a pace today because I think the doorbell is going to start going here any second with these trick-or-treaters. So I didn't want that to interrupt the recording for this week. So as always, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to listen. And please do share it with whomever you think might enjoy it and look to pass the time away with some Rangers content. And until next week, here's to a strong showing in the final Champions League game and most likely our final European game of the current campaign and continuing the Aberdeen-like performance on Sunday to continue to stay in touch at the top of the table. Until next week, my friends, please do take care of yourself and all the very best, okay? Take care. Cheers. Bye.